This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We just had some news break on this Monday afternoon, November 28th, 2022, <clears throat> that we got Hugh Freeze. Hire for, Hugh Freeze is officially hired uh, for Auburn as their next head coach. We all thought for a while, or at least a lot of us thought, it would be Lane Kiffin. Uh, sounds like Lane Kiffin kind of turned us down, and uh, Hugh Freeze sounded like the next guy up. So just a few days after the Iron Bowl, we end up hiring Hugh Freeze. So, Jared, initial reactions. Do you like the hire? How are you feeling about it? Just give me your overall impressions. <laughs> overall impressions, I'm worn out. It's <laughs> uh, It was, I mean, the the emotional ride of like the last week and a half with Lane, no Lane, everyday new reports. And then, you know, that, that, that ship sailed over the weekend and then, you know, uh, we get Hugh Freeze. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways we can go with this, I guess. You know, what about, uh, do you want to kind of go with the on the field piece of it and, and him as an actual coach and, you know, what that means for Auburn or might mean for Auburn? What, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, I think on the field, there's pretty good stats to show he's a good coach. Uh, and, and then I think the, the big question, which I think a lot of Auburn fans, myself included, have you know, immediately thought of is what happened and transpired at Ole Miss just what six, seven years ago and how, how that all came down to firing Hugh Freeze. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, kind of just battles going on. I feel like within Auburn, Auburn fans. And so I'm trying to kind of ride the line of understanding both sides. Uh, and so, I hope we kind of give give light to both sides because I think both sides have their points, and I want to give some uh, some amount of voice to both sides. So again, we can talk about on the field stuff, which on the field stuff seems to be pretty good. You look at you know even what Gus Malzahn, his win percentage at Auburn was about sixty six percent wins. So every two out of three games, he'd be winning. You look at what Hugh Freeze did at Ole Miss, a little bit below that. He, he was winning about 61% of his games. Uh, but you got to take into consideration also, there were about 27 wins that were vacated. And probably right, rightly so. Actually, not probably. They were rightly so taken away because of recruiting and academic violations, as well as you know the escort service stuff. And, and, and so you kind of bring into all that, and he's... On the field, he as long as he doesn't have the recruiting violations, he's a pretty good coach. Are those uh, are those vacated on his like the records you're seeing floating around? Are those factored in, or are they are they counting those as wins? Do you know? I don't. Well, at least the one that I was pulling up, those were kind of excluded. So those 27 wins were excluded. So he did it. I think he did have a higher record than 60. percent But again, because of those being vacated. You're kind of like, okay, those don't really matter. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I saw they, somebody put a comparison up with Gus Malzahn side by side, and I, I, I don't like that in the sense of it's not the same team. I mean, if you're um, – No. It, like, <laughs> it, 
the same people that probably said Auburn's a better job may also be using that stat to say Hugh's no better than Gus. Well, Hugh hasn't been at Auburn. So right. from a and strictly from we're talking coaching perspective here. I know people have a lot of feelings about Hugh. I'm talking about on the field. If you're going to pair, compare Gus at Auburn to Hugh at Ole Miss, well, we just spent a week and a half laughing about why Lane wouldn't come to Auburn because Auburn's a better job. So you mm-hmm. would have to assume that Gus would have a better record, right? If he had more access yeah. to talent. Right. You have, uh, you know, hypothetically more access to talent. You have a better, you know, funds to kind of back you up now, especially with the NIL era. And, you know, you're, you're starting to, why, why wasn't Lane coming or why didn't you, he come, even though it was kind of last minute, a lot of, you know, the, you know, kind of back and forth. It sounded like with Lane Kiffin and then, what was it like Friday, Saturday time frame? You know, it's pretty clear Lane's not coming to Auburn. And you're thinking, whoa, that's uh that's a big change with <laughs> all of that. And then you you're having, you know, think about John Cohen, our athletic director, having to pivot and pivot pretty hard. Um, I mean, do you think they they were putting all of their eggs into the Lane Kiffin basket? Yeah, I think so. And you know, there's people that get upset there wasn't a better plan B, and I agree. I don't think Hugh should have been plan B. I don't personally think probably Hugh should have been plan, you know, B, C, D, any of that. But at the end of the day, if Lane works out, we don't, none of this matters. <laughs> and, and I think it was very, very, very close. And I think if things don't leak, it probably happens because that gave time for a lot of chatter. Um, it gave time for report. I mean, Lane's kind of an odd dude. Like from what mm-hmm. I hear from people that know, um, and I wouldn't put it past him to be like, "Hey, you reporters reported this. I'm going to show you you were wrong." Um, right. Like, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it to be that. There's just no telling with him what flip you know the script for his staying at Ole Miss. But um, at the end of the day, I think they thought that was a done deal, and because of that, um, they have probably not built up enough negotiations with other coaches um so they had to make something quick uh, basically right now it can't be anybody that's coaching in a uh uh division or a conference championship like we gotta have a coach mm-hmm. now because we got right next week the portal opens up yeah um and it could you know you just don't be, like luke fickle went to wisconsin and people are like well why didn't we get luke fickle and i actually had him high on my list but if we haven't been talking to luke fickle and wisconsin's been working out negotiations we it's going to be hard to come at the table at the end, you know, like two days before they sign and, and work a deal out. Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes me think, you know, we, we were putting a lot of those eggs into that one basket. And I think from most of the reporting going on, the the people in the know, quote unquote, had said Lane's probably going to be it, but there wasn't a certainty about it. And when, you know, Lane had plenty of time to think about it, he, Sounds like he he likes his spot at Ole Miss for better or for worse for Auburn for better or for worse for Ole Miss. I mean, for goodness sakes, if I read you some of the texts that one of my Ole Miss friends texted me, literally right after the Egg Bowl, he was like, "You can have you know Lane Kiffin, he's dead to me." Essentially, was kind of the gist of it. <laughs> he's dead and to me. and like that's that's the sentiment that you know Ole Miss fans were going through. And now, guess what? You've got him still. <laughs> Yeah, for I mean, an extended period of time. Yeah, Lane has the uh, 
Lane knows how to get fan bases upset because I'll be honest with you, it's going to be pretty riled up at the Auburn game when they come to yeah. town next year. I mean, he did everything wrong. I mean, this is why I think he really was coming to Auburn because he even was making Ole Miss fans mad. And if you're mm-hmm. if you're literally like Lane loves to troll, but if you're doing this to troll, there's a limit, okay? And you don't want to hurt your own ch- like that had to hurt him in recruiting. I mean, you missed essentially a week and a half of recruiting. You missed essentially being able to pump up a huge game at home against your rival. Yeah. He was kind of playing it down. I mean, he was even asked after the game, are you excited about coaching in a bowl game? And he was like, yeah, I guess. It's just like everything was, I'm just going through the motions yep. until I go to Auburn. And then he didn't. And so now, yeah, he's got, I got a, I got an Ole Miss buddy who's not happy with him at all. They, they actually were hoping we took him. Yeah. I mean, that that was kind of the gist that I was getting, which was kind of interesting. And now now thinking back to, you know, we're not having Lane. We now have Hugh Freeze. It was also, you know, Ole Miss coach. You know, how does that, I don't know, very interesting. Kind of weird dynamics there. Let, uh, let uh, me say that real quick. <clears throat> so, on the field coaching, and I've, I'm in debates with buddies and they disagree with me. On the field coaching, I think Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze are, are pretty similar. I think they are both. I think their floor is eight and four. I think that they can very possibly, with things falling right, become perennial ten and two. Mm-hmm. I think they're very similar in that regard. Um, they both have flaws, uh, even on the field. Um, I think he was probably a little better recruiter, although we'll have to find out because there were ways he was doing it at Ole Miss. Can he do it? You know, even playing field. And and in the NIL it, world, where I think that's where <laughs> yeah you you. you you think back to like you say like certain people were born in the wrong generation like Hugh Freeze started coaching in the wrong generation. In the wrong generation. <laughs> Here, so here's where my buddy plays devil advocate. He said, "Well, Jared, everybody can do NIL now, so he doesn't have an advantage." And while that's true, not everybody has the amount of money Auburn has. So I yeah. think that can flip the advantage back to Auburn. But um, at the end of the day, I think Hugh and Lane are almost from a wins loss every year perspective. I think they're very similar candidates. Um, yeah. I think – oh, here's where my point was going. I think Landing Lane would have, for me, would have just been a symbol of, okay, Auburn has gotten their stuff together. We went after something we wanted, and we got it. And right. that does not happen much. And when that fell through, it was almost deflated. Right. Well, now, that was the one of the big storylines was Auburn's going after their number one pick their number one guy, Lane Kiffin. And guess what? It looks like we're about to get him. And, you know, when that happens, I think your your hope's a little crushed. And then you you immediately go to, well, what's uh, on the you know next round of, you know, coaching hires? Well, Hugh Freeze has kind of been hovering around there. And, you know, we end up going to him, which, you know, especially, you know, we've, we've talked about like his on-the-field coaching, but, you know, kind of the off-the-field stuff, is what he's really kind of, for better or for worse, known for. And that's, the in my mind, the, the, the risky side of this deal. I mean, you already were kind of, you know, especially with Lane, a little bit of off the field, you know, the trolling, the kind of, you know, messing around. Like, the, that's the kind of stuff, you know, Lane Kiffin was also known for. Hugh Freeze is obviously on another level. <laughs> I'm not comparing them and saying they're the same. But... The, the the risk in my mind is a little bit higher with you. And I think Auburn's having to accept that. 
Now, I will say this, and, and this is what I keep coming back to. You know, previously Hugh Freeze was at Liberty University, a Christian university, high moral standards. You, you don't just get hired there. You have to, you know, uphold some sort of level of you know Christian moral ethics to even be a, a high level coach like he was. And so for him, you know, to kind of turn his life around in what three, four years of not coaching after being fired at Ole Miss, I think that says a lot because I don't think Liberty would have done that or, or hired him initially or kept him on for the last four seasons. Now, there's also this kind of side, which again, I want to kind of like give the balance here of like, there is a past and we should definitely still be vigilant with looking out for that. You know, if anything comes up, which, you know, things have come up, you know, the DM from that girl, like it's kind of like me. It, like, it kind of reminds me of like dating in a way, like you date the girl you you look out for those those flags, you know the red flags, the yellow flags. Yeah, that's a that's a flag in my mind. Like you know what's what's truly going on there. Um, yeah. AJ, can you for the record um, tell people what DM means? Like my mom may be listening to this, <laughs> and she probably doesn't know what that is. So please explain yeah. what you, you kind of flew by and said DM. So I guess I'm explain a dm direct message so it could be you know facebook messenger twitter message essentially like a private message essentially an email okay good <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure that i just want to make sure we got that uh, clarified for people like my mom who if she was listening dm <laughs> mom means direct message okay Love it. yeah um anyway sorry I, I just wanted to get that clarified i i think here's where i stand on this okay people make mistakes i've made mistakes you probably have made mistakes. How, what level of a job, like where do you cross the line of your mistake was so bad that you can no longer ever do this again? Mm. You can no longer ever hold this position again. Right. And I don't, I don't know that answer. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm sure that was the, you know, some of the thoughts going through the search committee for Hugh Freeze. Like, how much, you know, damage and, you know, the word thrown around baggage does he have? And he has a lot, but he's also shown for the most part of the last four years, like a cleaner record than what he did at Ole Miss. And so another thought, you know, to come back around to, you know, the last four years, Hugh Freeze has been the coach at Liberty and no other big university has picked him up despite him doing pretty darn good at a lower level school. You know, you got, you got a question. Why is that? I don't know. And we may not know, but that's something to question. And again, just keep your vigilance up. And I think that's a safe place to be. Keep your vigilance up, but also kind of at the same time, enjoy where this program is going. Where <laughs> You're not going to a, you know, somebody like Brian Harson who, came from a completely different conference that has no sec experience. You have Hugh freeze who has been in the sec and recruited well and done and been successful and done it pretty darn quickly at Ole Miss. So you kind of got that going for you. So again, kind of keep both of those in mind. All right. So another kind of thought, and this was just something that came to mind when I was thinking about the search committee, you know, with 
Hugh Freeze, I'm sure they were looking at coaches that kind of tick certain boxes. You know, in my mind, they went to somebody who, (laughs) the Mountain West Conference, well, that didn't work. All right, so let's get back to Southern Roots, you know, somebody who knows the South. I think Lane, or uh, Hugh Freeze ticks that box. You also look at, can he beat Bama? Well, guess what? He beat Bama in back-to-back seasons. Again, tick that box. And, and that, honestly, that's kind of a bonus point. You know, beating them back-to-back. Uh, because I don't even think Gus did that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Something else that I, I, I think that I know some of the players are probably getting excited about, especially guys like Robbie Ashford. You, you look at the development under Hugh Freeze at Liberty of, say, Malik Willis, who we all, as Auburn fans, kind of saw what he did at Auburn. You saw the talent level. You saw the raw talent. But you you didn't get to see the kind of the fruits of it until he kind of went to Liberty. And, and even Malik Willis, when he went to Liberty, he, he said, I didn't put in the work at Auburn under Gus Malzahn to win that position. And I think that's kind of telling that he you know, matured up and look at Malik. He's in the NFL now. So, you know, a guy like Robbie Ashford or any other quarterback, you got to think that's a positive that he can coach up somebody who, you know, like Robbie Ashford has so much talent as we've seen, but is not polished. So, yeah. And I mean, right. I, the, the, I don't know when Ole Miss started this. I feel like it started under Hugh Freeze, but they started racking up wide receivers that look like they were built yeah. in factories. I mean, they like so Treadwell. So, so many. Who's the guy that plays for the Seattle Seahawks? I mean, he's a stud. I mean, they, they were – I mean, the guys were just – they were huge guys, fast, physical. So, um, you know, if he has an eye for talent in that regard, um, I think a Camden Brown type could become that when he puts a little more muscle on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even kind of more like – kind of like a uh, – uh, Sammy Coates kind of was that, oh, yeah. you know, from that physical body nature. So, yeah, I think, uh, there, look, there's on the field, obviously, he's never won a championship. You know, there's people that are like, well, he's never won a championship. And I'm like, I know, that's a very small window of people you could go hire. Um, mm-hmm. And you probably would not get anybody that's won a championship. So, um, he's got experience in the SEC. He's He has won some big games. He has also lost some games that he should not have, probably. You would hope that between our NIL, our facility, and if everybody in the administrative side can get pulling in the same direction, we can get enough talent here to where, you know, we don't lose the games we shouldn't. We get more consistent like Georgia. We're, we're not going to probably be 12-0 and like Georgia's doing, especially in our back-to-back years. But, you know, can we get to, you know, back-to-back-to-back 10-win season, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's out of the question. I think you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, even under Gus, you know, he would peak and get like nine, ten wins, and then he'd drop back down to like six or seven. And then he'd have like that great year, nine, ten wins, and then go back down. And, you know, that's a winning season, right? Like, there's something to be said for that. But sustaining that is the hard part. You know, the it's not, it's not necessarily just getting to the top. It's staying there. And, and you're seeing that from the, the top teams now who have been there for a while, the Bamas, even the Clemsons of the world, and they're struggling now uh, to stay at the top. It's a hard, hard task, but I think that's something that Hugh can offer us. All right, so I want to ask you this kind of, you know, this question. Look, when you heard about Hugh Freeze 
getting hired. You know, let, let's forget about you know the you know the stuff that happened, the crap, <laughs> the baggage. If if you look at like the football hire, you know how how excited were you about that on the field about Hugh Freeze? Compare that to you know our previous head coach Brian Harson. You know when the when it was announced, how excited? Like compare the excitement levels. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just such a weird feeling. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Um, and it went from Lane to Hugh pretty quick, right? For two days. I mean, we've yeah. been told forever yep. is going to be Lane. I hate to keep talking about Lane. It's we didn't hire Lane. But it's been lane, 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 no lane, two days later, Hugh. So it's not like yep. we really had time to even think about it. I, I, I don't know what to feel. Um, you know, I, I feel like if you want to feel excitement, it, you're, it's bad because you're forgetting the obvious off-the-field issues. Um, you know, but at the same time, there is some things to get excited about as far as him as a coach. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it was funny. They were talking about – Somebody wrote an article, and we may have even joked about this in the last one, but they were talking about the difference between Lane and Hugh, and they said Ole Miss was having this Christmas tree lighting, and Lane did it two years ago, but he's not even going this year, and that's just who Lane is. And they were like, Hugh will come light all the trees. Like, mm. <laughs> Hugh will probably come to your house and light your – like, that's how much <laughs> he wanted this job, right? Yeah. And so the one thing you can say, because Harson did not do this. Harson did not care. He did not – he was not going to put in the effort of recruiting. We may not win, and we may not win all the recruiting battles, but it will not be because of lack of effort. Right. I think the Hugh Freeze and the Cadillac Williams combo, I think they are going to blaze a trail as far as trying to – they're going to give it their best. Can they close? Yep. I don't know. But it won't be because of effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just looking back at – you know, I think about effort, especially in the recruiting world – the the top 10 top 15 classes that Hugh Freeze was able to bring in they were back to back to back type classes and that was at Ole Miss where you know I think we can all agree that's that's you know they're just a slight notch down than Auburn and I I think Auburn maybe not for this class because guess what he only has what a week to before early signing day but you you've got to kind of look at what is the full cycle, you know, give them a year. And I think you are looking at somebody who could bring in some big, big recruits as long as I think you, you, it comes down to win. <laughs> can you win? And can, you know, can you get those, you know, next guys excited? And I think those, once those, those two kind of come together, you got a winning recipe. Um, and, and we don't know, is he going to win at Auburn? Yeah, he he hasn't been at a you know big school like Auburn in a while. I think it's been like six years since Ole Miss, and you know he's he's kind of done his rehab stuff, and he's gone to Liberty. He's also gone to Bama. He's you know like there's there's places that he's gone, and now he's coming back to what you know probably he thought he would be in you know 2016, 2017. You know, head coach of a big you know SEC school. Yeah, that that's what he's kind of been dreaming about and now he gets that opportunity again and, and will he capitalize off of that it's yet to be seen uh but you got to think the desire like you said the kind of the the drive inside of him is a lot he he wants to do it um and so i think that kind of leads us into you know what what are some of the first things you think Hugh's gonna do while uh, as head coach i think number one in my mind is recruiting 
But then straight off the bat, I think, you know, I don't know, addressing the allegations, addressing your past, you know, that kind of stuff. Any other kind of things that you think he'll he'll do kind of in his first few moves? I think you should address it. I think uh, human beings uh, want to forgive. Um, Twitter and Facebook people talking uh, do not. <laughs> but yes, so when we put our phone down and we're human, we want to forgive. And I think if you get, and we like people that are vulnerable. I go back to totally off topic, right? But um, Roger Clemens got accused of using performance enhancing drugs. He still denies mm. it to this day. I think he even threw his wife under the bus and said they were hers. Andy Pettit got called for the same thing. He went up there and was remorseful and apologized. Mm. I will forever remember Andy Pettit more fondly than Roger Clemens. Mm. And just totally off sob. To, off the topic but that's like if you get up there and say listen i did some things wrong i regret them i'm not defending them you know but here's my plan forward i think people want to forgive um and i don't think you can ignore the elephant in the room yeah i, I, think I mean you have to i think you have to at least address it uh, you think about you know the most recent you know harson asked hey how like the biggest question in our minds can you recruit in the south and, you know, I felt like he gave a decent answer or, you know, hey, I'm, you're, you're winning, you know, up in the mid, you know, up in Idaho, but can you win down in the South? You know, you, you have to approach those questions and know they're coming. And I'm sure he does. I'm sure you I haven't listened to his interviews at Liberty, but goodness knows he was he was asked them. So he knows they're coming from Auburn. And, you know, with the number of fans that are uh, kind of, in the wow this just happened i can't believe auburn my university did this you know how does this back up you know i've seen people say he doesn't back up you know what the creed says you know if anything he goes against that and and i i challenge you to look at the last few years of what he's done you know i think he's cleaned up his act a lot more than you might even want to give him credit for so i think it goes back to keep that in mind i think it goes back to again some people think that the mistakes he have made have has made took away his chance to ever be a coach at a big time program. Yeah, and there, and maybe rightly so. I, yeah, I'm not I, I the won't judge. Argue with him. That's I'm, the I'm not. Of him. I'm not the judge for saying whether or not you know a coach is ever officially 100 percent disqualified. If that's so, I mean, you could look at other kind of in my mind grimy characters. You know, the Urban Myers of the world, and you're like how does that fit in there? And yet he's still getting considered for coaching jobs. I don't, I wouldn't feel right about that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think urban's probably a good example. I mean, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not telling people what to think, but I, there are people who will never ever support him. Never. Right. And, and he could win three national championships and they will not yeah. support him. Yeah. Maybe on and the fourth it, one they will. And, they might. And, I, and I'm not telling them to support him. I'm just saying I'm talking to people that is at least their stance right now. They will never support. Um, and so is that a smart hire, especially as a first time AD? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, if there's, I hate to say if there's no other options, we aren't in the rooms. We don't know what people are telling us, right? Yeah. You would like to think Auburn is a job where you could go land somebody who can win. Cause Hugh's not the only person that can win and also does not divide the fan base. Mm-hmm. We hired somebody that is, you unquestionably going to divide the fan base. Yeah. And 
it, it, it's kind of like looking at, you know, as, as soon as the stuff came out about Harson, the fan base was already split over it before. And it just kind of exacerbated the whole situation. Like if I'm you over the next few, few weeks and months, you got to be super careful with what you do. Like you have to be careful with what you say, because we all know the, the like reporters out there, they're, they're paid to get the clicks. And when you see the headline that Hugh Freeze said this, I would, you know, again, put your little, your, your glasses on your questioning glasses and say, is that truthful? Was that in the context of what he was saying? Yeah. Just keep that in mind. If it's not in the context of what he was saying, it's probably a reporter trying to get those clicks and trying to maybe discredit somebody's, you know, what they've shown and what they've done. So just keep that in mind. All right, Jared, any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, uh, I don't know what we're going to do until next season at this point. <laughs> we've, nah. been, we've been refreshing our phones about coaching searches. So I guess we can go yeah. take a break, maybe spend time with our family. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah. um, We'll, we'll see how this all plays out. Yeah, and, you know, there's still hope for Auburn potentially getting a bowl. There is a chance. Um, and I, I think there's a better chance for Auburn just with our fan base than a lot of others. So pretty excited to see, you know, what all happens um, as far as if Auburn gets a bowl. I think if they do, I think that's great. If not, you just kind of move on and say, all right, cool, we got a new coach, new regime coming in. And uh, we'll, we'll ride it out. I mean, I I hope this is a good ride, but you can never be sure, especially with you know, just the way college football is. Yep, you never know, man. You never know. And, and that's the fun ride of it. That's the fun so. ride. You got it. All righty. Uh, How can the, the people stay in touch with you, Jared? Uh, they can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.